0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And so in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age, and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead but of the living for to him all of them are alive some of the scribes answered teacher you have spoken well for they no longer dare to ask him another question the gospel of the lord In today's first reading from 1 Maccabees chapter 6, we come to the end of the life of King Antiochus Epiphanes IV. And as we've been reading in the past several days, he was out for glory. He wanted to conquer everything in sight and even to wipe out Judaism to make all the Jews conform to his Greek ways. And he would do all kinds of evil in order to achieve that. But now that his armies have been defeated... He was after further glory and gold, trying to sack one of the cities, but they resisted and defeated his armies. And then Judas Maccabeus and his little army defeated the other part of King Antiochus' army. So he now was in desperate straits. And he's so distraught because he hasn't achieved the goals that he wanted that he falls into a depression that it leads him to death. And now his conscience actually kicks in and we read about it. And he says, I realize I have done wrong. I seized all the vessels of gold and silver and I sent to destroy the inhabitants of Judah without good reason. I know that it is because of this that these misfortunes have come upon me. Here I am perishing in bitter disappointment in a strange land. This is the last end of a person who puts all their hope and their trust in the present age and all the power and glory and money, esteem, honors this life. But as he's now finding out, sin is reflexive. It actually harms the sinner. It comes back to undermine his very soul. And now this is what the king is experiencing. His soul realizes that it is empty. This brings us to today's gospel where the Sadducees who are the elites of Judaism, the priests of the temple, come and they pick a fight with Jesus about whether or not there's even a resurrection from the dead. They hold that there is not. That this life is everything there is. And so they put to him this convoluted situation of the levirate marriage laws of the Old Testament where the woman's husband dies and then The brother comes to marry her, but he dies, and so on. All seven die, and the woman is left, and now she dies. And in heaven, whose spouse will she be? That's their argument, that the resurrection makes no sense at all. It's foolishness. What Jesus does, and we see this more clearly in the parallel passage of this same story in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, he says to the Sadducees, you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. And then he goes on to quote from the very books that they consider inspired, which is only the Torah, the first five books. They rejected the rest of the Old Testament. So Jesus goes right to the book of Exodus, which they consider inspired, and he recalls for them, which they know very well, the story of Moses' encounter with God in the burning bush. And God speaks from the bush and says, I am, present tense, I am The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says that to Moses. Of course, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have died centuries before Moses. But what God is saying is that they're actually not dead, they're alive in me. So there's a specific quote that Jesus relates to the Sadducees and says, You don't even know your own scriptures. Secondly, you don't know the power of God, that in the resurrection, there will be no marriage or giving in marriage. There won't be procreation because there is no death. There's no need to replenish the human race because in this age, of course, there is death. And so, Jesus has confounded the Sadducees. Now, for us, we are reminded today of the beauty of our Catholic teaching. And it's right here in the Mass, actually. The Eucharist is the promise and a pledge by God to raise us up on the last day. Jesus said, if you eat my body and drink my blood, you have eternal life, present tense, and I will raise you up on the last day. Since that is the promise, then how should we live? And I think the same questions that Jesus posed to the Sadducees can be posed to us. Do we know the scriptures? Do we know the power of God? That's a question that we can ponder every day and be more immersed in the scriptures and therefore in the power of God so that we have answers for those who are still like King Antiochus, the Sadducees, who say, this is all there is. I'm going to live for this life only. And then when we get there when we suffer, we can say as St. Paul did in Romans chapter 8, I consider that this present suffering is not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed in us. So even our sufferings can be taken into the glory of eternal life that is preparing us for that glory. And this goes back to just a couple days ago, we read Second Maccabees chapter 7, when this woman and her seven sons faced a crucial question because King Antiochus, the same king who's now on his deathbed, was putting this woman and her seven sons to the test, trying to convince, through his agents, her to renounce her faith. And what does she say to her sons? And they're all being tortured. It was not I who gave you breath and life, nor I who set in order the elements within each of you. Therefore, the creator of the world who shaped the beginning of the human race and devised the origin of all things will, in his mercy, give life and breath back to you again, since you now forget yourselves for the sake of his laws. So we see the courage of this woman and her seven sons. She goes on to say, I beg you, my child, to look at the heaven and the earth and see everything that is in them, and recognize that God did not make them out of things that existed. And in the same way, the human race came into being, except death, so that in God's mercy, I may get you back again, along with your brothers. Beautiful and encouraging example for us to face our own trials and say, what is that compared to the glory that God has prepared for me? So let us acknowledge God's promises and gratefully receive him in the Eucharist today and thank him that he is preparing us for life eternal.